Welcome to the first episode of Being Brown. I'm Goran, and I'm your host for this podcast. Being Brown is, is a podcast where I discuss and explore, well, being brown in today's society. Join me along with my family, friends, and other guests who'll make appearances to talk to me and what it means to be brown. This first episode of Being Brown features my dad, Cam. He talks us through some of his upbringing in Kenya and his experiences as he moved over to the UK when he was younger. Welcome to the first ever Being Brown podcast. Um, I am Karan and I am joined here today with my dad. My name is Kamlesh. Hi, dad. Hi, Karan. How's this feel? This feels really good. I'm, I'm so happy to spend this time here with you. Not just to sort of like speak to you over the phone, but to see you right in front of me. It feels good. <laughs> and and to, to make things even more meta, we're in um, my old room. So we're surrounded by hundreds of DVDs um, in my old bedroom. So it's, uh, how does it feel? It almost feels poetic. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's um, it's a parent thing. And every now and then, the odd little tear will just drip out. Um, <laughs> but then, obviously, you know, uh, there was there was there was your little history in this room. There was Kim's history, and then uh, more recently, there was your and Hina's history. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as, as 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 a parent, you you just think, hang on. This is this is not just a room. It's a it, it's a box of memories that you just every now and then unravel. Yep. And I visualize seeing you guys, all all three of you, just evolving in this room. Um, and it makes me proud. It makes me proud just to sort of be here. A today, just in front of you, um, to be here, completely free on a Sunday. Yeah. When I'm normally out. Yeah. Teaching people. Yeah. But no loving being here and likewise i think um when we first had this conversation around starting this podcast i think it was uh it was f- for me obviously i enjoy making podcasts so that's one thing so you know for, for me to be able to share something that i enjoy doing with my dad is 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 great and and i think it's always interesting for us because i've i've never been interested in the things that you're interested in <laughs> well i know about that because we know when i talk to you about um you know, football, you just sort of <laughs> start singing silly football songs and, you know, um, so I can see you weren't feeling in love for it, you know, taking you in the early days to, to a local park and say, look, here's this spherical object, kick it. And you like fall over and the, and the ball would like be behind you. Uh, and I tried to throw it at you, just maybe make a, make a goalkeeper out of you. And you just like, let it slip between your legs. And I thought, okay, this guy is just not feeling sport. Uh, I even tried a little bit of cricket with you and you I think on one occasion you actually threw the cricket bat because you let go of the bat rather than trying to hit it <laughs> but you know um, I knew sports wasn't your forte but then you know you, you you started to go into sort of like mountain bike and then keep fit and stuff even at a sort of youngish type age so I thought okay I don't want to like um, brainwash you into being something that you're not going to be um, so yeah I, I, there, there was that natural involvement from from 
from your point of view and mine thinking okay what's why 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 wrap this guy with a with a Tottenham Hops hot hot with the Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> scarf uh, if he doesn't even know how to say it and spell it and what goalkeeper means and what right back and center forward means and you know in the bench and all this so I thought no let's just let it be <coughs> yeah and I think we'll um we'll we'll talk about my childhood and my sister Kim Kim is my sister uh, our childhood and kind of post marriage and all that stuff when we get to it but I think for now um, I'd like to know and I'm sure most people out there I suppose would like to know kind of about you and why I've decided to have you on the first few episodes or however many episodes um, why why don't you because I feel like the, you know the other reason we started this was at least I wanted to start this was I, I feel like as kids well at least myself I, I can be quite complacent when it comes to maintaining relationships and I think this would be this was one of the uh, one of the best ideas in terms of getting to know you which sounds strange because you know you're my dad and obviously you'd expect the son to know the dad yeah but I think this was a, a great way for me to know not just you as a person but kind of what you've been through um and so yeah let's let's start with that why don't you tell us about kind of so you you were born in Kenya yeah absolutely um I was born in Kenya I don't really have too much recollection apart from just like odd vivid memories of of um just various I don't know. I remember the places where I, I, I was brought up. It was like a little, um, almost like a courtyard with, with like sort of a, a flats. Um, and there was like just one uh, entrance stairwell going up and then going down and to sort of go to various levels. So there was, there was you know, childhood recollections. I remember very various things that happened. And um, so, yes, yeah, so to, to, to me, it was, it was a case that I, I, I knew where I was I was like brought up if somebody said to me I could I could sort of visualize it uh, whether the place is still there now I mm. can I could sort of say the the name of the road because that was kind of instilled in me to say okay this was our address I remember once um when when uh, we was I was going out with with Ba and um she she actually sort of said to me look if if Ba is uh, just um for the western listeners my, out there my mother yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah, I remember her saying to me, "Look, you know, if if ever you 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 lose my uh, my hand and we 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 sort of get separated for whatever reason, um, just whoever you see on the road, just say, look, uh, I want to go to uh, Grogan Road, um, and then you'll know." And then she sort of pointed out a couple of buildings on that road. It wasn't the biggest of roads, but it actually uh, gave me an indicator. And she said that if you ever you do get lost, you can just point to that building and that building. And she sort of showed me different colours of the buildings. And then she said, look, this is our house. So from a very, very young age, it was um, there was like an educational thing. Mm. But, um, that, you know, those sort of things I remember. I remember, um, I mean, I know I, I've shared stuff, stuff with you, but this is good that we can kind of, you know, not document just, it. Well. Yeah, talk talk about it and have it have it like as as kind of I don't know if you say in these day and age hard copy or mm-hmm. whatever. But um yeah, just various little snippets of I remember dad dada being my my dad, um uh being in the uh in, in, in the police force and he used to sort of like bring home bread. Yeah. 
um, and butter. I mean, mm. that, that, was, that was a luxury for us. Um, we always knew when we were going to get bread because we didn't have fridge freezers or freezers then. Uh, Bao always used to put this, this, this uh, block of butter in, in, in this saucepan in, in like cold water. Um, and there was this table that, that I recollect. And when we went to bed and we saw that, 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 that uh, saucepan on the table, we knew we were going to get bread and butter in the morning. <laughs> so that was like a, it was almost like a luxury. Mm. Um, and I didn't realize, but that kind of happened every every month uh when when they used to get paid uh that was that was our little luxury of mm. of having like you know sliced bread and and having this but this thing called butter um so those sort of little things remember and i remember odd odd, odd situations um there was this one 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 time i was i was walking with bar and this <coughs> this guy just ran up from behind us and um he he like pulled up bar and i didn't realize what he did and i remember bar sort of shouting um and it was obviously some sort of like heated swear word somewhere mm. along the line and I, and I was too young to remember but um i said what's happened and she then explained he's just took my necklace mm. and i said and i said oh and being so naive i must have been about three four years old and then i just said to him to her very very innocently maybe his mum wants it <laughs> not thinking this guy is a street rubber and a mugger and he's just probably Classic. just you know trying to wrench this necklace off my mum's neck uh but you don't think that way as a three-year-old mm. uh just little things like that i remember i remember when uh when uh, Dada, 92 Dada, which is my uncle, uh, we call him 92, you, you, you relate to that. Mm. Um, I remember when they kind of got married, um, Ba, uh, 92 Ba was... And just for context, so just explain to people who um, 92 Dada is. Is my dad's brother. Okay. Um, and his sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they, we were all like living in this house together. And so he was effectively, uh, what, what, what went in kind of equivalency, what would you say? So he is, what would you say? He's like a father figure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, um, he was like the, the, the sort of like second father figure I, I had in my life at a very young age. Uncle by name, but father by. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, and I still remember on, you know, I remember odd, odd little things like, um, when they got married, I, I remember, um, I, you didn't realize it's like their wedding night and what, what do you do on wedding nights you you know obviously do wedding night stuff and i uh, uh i remember I just, she was like dressed up in in a nice pretty sari uh and and dada had his suit on and they both came back in after the the wedding ceremony and we did little bits and pieces um and then obviously it's time for bed and um i just said i want to sleep with Kaka and Kaki, which is like Ba and Dada. And uh, Kaki, even from her very first young age, she sort of said, okay, let him let him sleep with us. And I thought, wow, I didn't, didn't realise you don't think. And now you think, now as a as a nearly 60-year-old, geez, you just like jumped into bed with people <laughs> on their wedding night. And, you know, how do they, how they were felt. But there was, there was that little bit of an attachment. So I remember a lot of little things like that. Mm. Um so you know that it, it, these are all little vividy type things. I remember burning my hand on an iron once. Um, but I distinctly said, "Do not touch that. That is very hot. This is what we use to, cl- you know, press pl- press clothes to make them look nice." Yeah. Um, and you know the words like "do not touch it," don't register. So what did I do? As soon as she turned her back, I touched it, and then I just like screamed. And I remember about sort of five or six people that lived around the block. They all came rushing, and said, "What's up? What's up?" And then I remember them them putting 
this paste on my hand and I was in tears. And how old were you at this point? I, I was probably about three, three mm. years old. Yeah, yeah. I remember Ba saying, did you, you, you touched, I told you not to. Um, and I said, well, I didn't. And she said, okay, you probably did because you wouldn't be here in the situation <laughs> if you had not touched it. So, you know, it's, as, as, as a sort of little kid, you sort of do and say and silly things like that. So these are little things I remember as a thing. I also remember when we were actually coming to the UK, strangely enough, I remember um, being driven to the airport. We actually came out of the airport terminal um, and... I remember walking to the plane and that was my first ever experience. It was a, it was like a, a summer's evening. Um, I remember the sun just about setting in the distance and I see this big thing in front of me. I thought, what is all that about? And it was a plane. And I remember climbing this, this, these stairs um, and there was, there was me, uh, there was Ba and then there was uh, Jay Auntie, who's my sister. Her name is Jaya. Um, and we we just like went up these stairs and, and after that it was just like a just like a, a, a fuzz I, I can't remember what happened after that I mean we must have, obviously must have been a long flight so we slept but and why, why did um, why did you move to the UK what was, was there what was the reasoning well um, it ha- happened in the like mid 60s um and what basically was the situation is because Dada, my, my, my father, was working in the police force in Nairobi. Um, and around that time uh, in, the bo- in, the, in the bordering country, which was Uganda, um, there was the, the dictator called Idi Amin. Mm. Um, and probably you, most people kind of remember him in the history books. But um, there, was, there was that kind of scare that he might come into the bordering country, which mm. was Kenya. Um, and because dad was in the police force, he, uh, he thought, OK, let me just see if we can try to do something before the inevitable may happen. Mm. Um, Strange, so, like, almost sounds like a reaction to Brexit, almost. Well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But, yeah, but it seems a bit more organised, whereas these guys are still not, don't know what Brexit is. Yeah, you, you kind of like, if you like, if you, if you think of it in the cold light, they kind of pre-planned and, 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 and thought, what if this happens? So because of that, he um, he actually sort of like, you know, wrote to some sort of friends that we had here. Um, and they said, look, just come over um, to the UK. You'll be able to come over and you'll get a job straight away. You'll be earning money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you you and your family won't, won't do without um, so that that was that was the, what the reasons why we sort of sort of initially came. So it was that easy that you could just come. Yeah, I think yeah. Back in those days, there was none of this um, immigration. You know, check what you had for breakfast and all this type of thing, and what 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 colours your underwear, and when did you last visit the bathroom? It was just a case of okay, uh, do you want to come over? Yeah, come over because we need people. Um, and back in those days, obviously the the, the manual labour was 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 there available. Um, and I think we we kind of came just around bordering the time when the sort of Afro Caribbeans were sort of coming over as well. Mm. Um, so this was like you know mid mid sixties. Um, so we sort of like sort of came at a very very opportune time. I remember um, that they're saying to me that you know we he 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 came here. I think it was like a six months or a year before us. But mm. uh, he was telling me he he got here on the Friday and on the Sunday he started working. Mm. That's that's how it was. Wow. It was just a case of. Um, we need people and, 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 and do the job. And he didn't do any, you know, 
manual skivvy type job not that that would have been a, an issue but he would have just he, he just took on what what, what was there and he, he, he actually joined british rail um and then the rest was history really uh, and then you know bit by bit we uh, we sort of like managed to sort of um uh blend in um and and just do what what we had to do which was just you know conform to the weather and um living in this this small little terraced house so where was this uh wellingborough was did you move straight to yeah we went straight to wellingborough we, we lived in a place called muffet terrace i remember the name uh, of the road and it was number three um i remember the house vividly i could i could just close my eyes and just go through every little room uh i could visualize the garden i can visualize the alleyway that leads to the back of the garden i could visualize all the all the houses in the row who live there there was two like um spinster sisters that lived there one side the other side there was a uh, a lady um called mrs finch she uh, and her husband were really, really lovely, lovely people. Um, he passed away and we then spent a lot of time with her. Um, I remember vividly she used to bake these lovely little um, buns. Mm. Um, and uh, every time we sort of visit her, she'd always like, you know, say, go in and just help yourself to a bun. Take one or two, take as many as you want. And mm. being a greedy kid, I'd sometimes took two and three. Um, but yeah, I just 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 remember that. And there used to be another another couple, and there used to be an Afro-Caribbean family that lived in the corner of that little street as well. Um, so yeah, it was almost like a sort of a, a dead end cul-de-sac. But mm. uh, yeah, I remember sort of being there. And then uh, I can't give you the details of exactly how many years but it must have been a couple of years later or maybe a year or two then i remember these other people coming into our lives which is my brothers and sisters mm. and that i'd called uh, my other sisters and brother over and um this this small what, little what house. year was this then so what you say so you moved over in 63 60, no dada came in 63 i i came in 65 <coughs> um and then these guys must have must have been like probably the year after the year after mm. that um I was still still too young to remember the the World Cup and all that but that's the year that England won the World Cup so mm. I think it was probably that year or the year after mm. um so yeah then we all gradually you know started to sort of like all live in this 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 small house um and how many of you would have fit in that so how many was it was it a two bedroom it was like a two bedroom plus a box room mm. um there was like a little living room downstairs mm. that was joined into the dining room there was a very small kitchen that was like just through uh there was one bathroom uh there was no hot running water mm. we just had to sort of boil water um there was no heating apart from co uh, like a coal fire mm. um no double glazing. It was just, um, I don't know, I, I, I still remember it being very cosy and comfortable. I mm. never, never remember it being cold, even though, you know, um, sort of three, four years old, you, you, you don't realize, hang on, this is hot and cold. You just remember just being there in the moment and, and, and just living it. So it's interesting. So, so back in, back in Kenya, let's go back a little bit. Mm. Would you say, um, I'm not sure how, would you say it was a quite privileged upbringing? What would, what would you say? What would you, because you obviously that I worked at uh, as, a, as a police officer, but how, you know, how credible was that role? Was he, you know, 
in what position was he was he quite respected was he you know did that being having that job give you other pr- um, privileges that people in the country didn't have like uh, how yeah I mean I, I all I remember uh, I, all I just remember is to be honest that he was he was in the police force I didn't realise what what position he was at uh, it's not until when I sort of come come here in this country and then we started looking at old photos when I started to, to sort of realise and sense um, and I realised that he was actually a sergeant in the police force um, and yeah we, we, we lived a comfortable life there was never there was never never no food on the table we we we, we played i remember we, we used to sort of play as kids in this in this little um apartment type courtyard place mm. um it was it was just the memories i have is just me playing and and, and enjoying and there was never i can't remember any sad times mm. um so that's that, that that's the beauty of of uh, of i suppose my memory there Thank you for listening to the first episode of Being Brown. If you like that, we are on Anchor, iTunes, Overcast, Acast, all your favourite podcast applications. You can email us at bebrowner at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. I've been Karan.